We're going to be looking at God's Word, God's Word of the Bible, and uh, it's a big subject and there's a lot to it. So I've, hopefully I've picked out some scriptures and some important points for us to look at about the Bible and about God's Word. Amen. So uh, if you have got the Bible, if you have got your Bible with you, uh, turn to Genesis 1-1. And, and just, just keep that for a minute, Genesis 1-1. In the Bible, in 2014, I'm going to start by saying that the Bible is the world's most unique book. And it sits alone on the top shelf above all other books and any other book uh, on planet Earth. I mean, when we think about it in life, in the arts, in sports, in music, people like Shakespeare... Aristotle, Plato, and great other people, and, and other things that people have done, biographies, and in all that, when you put all that together, the Bible still has outsold any other book than any other book in the whole of the world on planet Earth, and uh, absolutely amazing. Uh, you know, the Bible still today, in 2014, hallelujah, is a winner. And there's not another book on planet Earth, in this world, to match it. Hallelujah. And uh, going back in history, in time, there were people that, that tried to get rid of the Bible. There were people that tried to destroy it and have it all collected in and to, be get, to, to get rid of it and to have it burnt. And even in history, all the people that, ha that hated the church, that, that were against Jesus, that were against Christians, even though all those people tried to destroy the Bible, they never ever succeeded. Hallelujah. And like we were singing earlier, um, God wants you and me to know, that's why I'm turning to look at Genesis 1-1, the first four words, the first four words in Genesis 1-1, as you know, in the beginning, God. Hallelujah. In the beginning, God. So God wants us to know, like we were singing earlier, it's all about him. And it all started with God. It all started with him. He's the one in those first four words of Genesis 1.1 says, In the beginning, God. God, you see, men and women will make you think and try to make you believe it's about them. But it isn't. It's about him. It's about God. In the beginning, God. Hallelujah. So it all began with God. Hallelujah. And we know from the book of Revelation that it all finishes with him. Hallelujah. So if you turn to John 1 1. tells us there in John 1 1 in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God hallelujah in the beginning God in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was so you see it's all about him it's all about God 
the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit first. Yes, we know that all the other things take place and come second, third and fourth. But in the very first beginning, it's him, God and the Word. Because in the beginning was the Word and the Word was God and the Word was with him. Hallelujah. And in Jeremiah 1 verse 12, in the Amplified Bible, it tells us that God was looking, that God was watching over his word to perform it. God was looking, God was watching over his word to perform his word. Hallelujah. And then in Psalm 119, verse 89, it says this, God's word is settled in heaven. God's word is settled in heaven. Psalm 119, verse 89 says, God's word is settled in heaven. Hallelujah. And then again, in Psalm 138, in Psalm 138, verse 2, and this is one for Pastor Sid, in Psalm 138, verse 2, it says, God, he, God, has magnified his word above his name. And we know that there's power in the name of Jesus. And we know that, you know, the, the Bible tells us there's no other name given in heaven or under heaven whereby people, men and women, can be, shall be, must be saved. But there God's telling us that God has magnified his word above his name. The word is important and we know that you know, people have tried to get rid of it. People have tried to destroy it. The enemy has tried to get rid of the Bible, God's word. But he failed miserably because today we have still got God's word. Hallelujah. The Bible is written in three languages. Uh, the Old Testament, Hebrew, Greek and some Aramaic. Kone uh, Greek. In the Bible, there are 66 books. We've got 39 in the Old Testament and 27 in the New. Um, over a, and it was comprised over a period of 1,500 years by 40 different writers. Hallelujah. And, um, you know, you, we can trust and we can believe in the Old Testament and the new and it means Old Testament means a, a measure a rule or a rule of life or doctrine hallelujah and we know that the Old Testament was was the Torah and the Bible is shared between Christianity and Judaism the Torah Judaism for the Jews hallelujah We know that the Bible, the first five books of the Bible, were written by Moses. Uh, the Ten Commandments were written. And the, if you turn to Exodus 24, verse 4. Exodus 
Exodus 24, verse 4. It tells us there, so Moses, and Moses wrote all the words of the Lord, and he rose up early in the morning and built an altar at the foot of the mountain, and the twelve pillars according to the twelve tribes of Israel. So Moses, we know that Moses spoke to God, and God spoke back to Moses. And it's telling us right there that all the words, Moses wrote down all the words of the Lord. Hallelujah. And then again in Moses, and then again in um, Exodus 31, Verse 18. And this is again referring to God's word. Verse 18. It says, And when he had and when he had made an end of speaking with him on Mount Sinai, he gave Moses two tablets of testimony of stone written with the finger of God. So the Bible talks a lot about the hand of God and the finger of God. God wrote, um, the, the, the words of God were written in the stone with the finger of God. Hallelujah. And then in Exodus 34 verse 1. And again, it's talking, showing us about the Bible, God's word. Exodus 34, verse 1, tells us. And the Lord said unto Moses, Cut two tablets of stone, like the first ones, and I will write on these tablets the words that were written on the first tablets which you broke. So there, God's shown us that part of the word of God was written by himself. Hallelujah. So if you turn to Matthew in the New Testament, Matthew 5, chapter 5, 17 and 18. And this is showing us that, you know, we, we can trust in God. We can believe in God. You can trust in his word. You can believe his word. It's reliable. Do not think I come to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy the law, but to fulfill it. Verse 18, For assuredly I say to you, till heaven and earth pass away, one jot or title will in no means pass away from the law till it is fulfilled. Hallelujah. One jot. You know, you can trust in God. You can believe in him. You can believe in his word. Hallelujah. And generally, 
as a whole, most churches um, either use the King James Bible or the New King James Bible. Um, and we know that um, out of all the Bibles that we've got today, the King James is the most accurate. It's accurate uh, compared to some of the other Bibles because we've got like the Living Bible or the Good News Bible and they are paraphrased. But out of all the different ones that we've got, the King James is the most accurate because all the people that um, translated the King James Bible, and this is important, they were born again of God's Spirit. They were born again believers uh, that, that translated uh, the Bible um, by the authority of like King James. Hallelujah. So, the New Testament canon, the officials of the early church sought to make a list of books about Jesus and the early church which they considered authoritative to retaining the Old Testament on the authority of Jesus and the apostles and the books that were written had to be written by an apostle or by someone that was close to an apostle guaranteed the writings about Jesus and the early church and also there were people that were eyewitnesses eyewitnesses to the true events recorded in the Bible and here's some uh, names of God's word um, which we can refer to which is about the Bible of what the Bible's called so the Bible is called the word in 1 Peter 2 verse 2 it's also called the word of God in Hebrews 4 verse 12 it's also called the word of Christ in Colossians 3.16 it's also called the Holy Scriptures in 2 Timothy 3 verse 15 and uh, absolutely fantastic because uh, in 2 Timothy 3 verse 15 sorry it's telling us that the scriptures God's word is able to make you and me wise it's able to make you and me wise uh, as we meditate on it as we look at it as we trust in it as we believe in it and as we know God's word tells you and me and encourages us um, to put the word into practice not only to believe it but to use it, like Sid was saying earlier, using the word of God in our everyday life. Hallelujah. And then um, also, the Bible is called the oracles of God. It's also called uh, the oracles of God, and that's in Romans 3, verse 12. So, God's word means it's inspired and it was God breathed um, and uh, in the Greek it, it means it's, it, it's it, the, the word inspired means in the Greek it means God breathed to give us the biblical writers to express God used the biblical writers to express his infinite wisdom his word his nature his character through the Holy Spirit, in, he chose each one 
to use exactly the right word, the right phrase, using their own vocabulary in the right place, per and for the right purpose, and for the right meaning. Hallelujah. The people of the Bible who wrote the Bible, they were God's penmen. God used them for his glory, and they were God's pens, God's penmen. So if you turn to, and these are some important scriptures that we're going to look at now. If you turn to 2 Timothy, verse 16 and verse 17. 2 Timothy, verse 16 and 17. And it tells us there, all scripture, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, verse 17, that the man or woman of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good word, every good work. So God wants you and me to be complete and to be equipped for every good work. All scripture, all scripture, the old and the new, is given by inspiration of God. Hallelujah. The next really important scripture to look at is 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 20 and 21. And it tells us there in 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 20 to 21 saying this. Knowing this first that no prophecy of scripture is of any private in interpretation. For the prophecy never came of the will of man. But holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So there, in those two scriptures there, we've got God telling us that, that, that all scripture is inspiration. Uh, they were inspired. God breathed. Uh, God used them. They were God's penmen. And yes, they used their own vocabulary, but they were inspired by the Holy Spirit. And that it is of no private interpretation. And the Bible tells you and me to like compare scripture with scripture. All the different books compare them with each other. Genesis and Revelation, the Old Testament and the New. Um, we're not to take any of the scriptures out of context because otherwise it becomes a pretext. But we can trust in this word, hallelujah. And in Hebrews 4 verse 12, I'm going to turn to that. It tells us in Hebrews 4 verse 12 that for the word of God, the word of God is quick, living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. 
It's sharper than any two-edged sword. For the word of God is quick, living and powerful. And sharper than any two-edged sword. And in Deuteronomy 5, verse 24. Deuteronomy 5, verse 24. says this and you said surely the Lord our God has shown us his glory and his greatness and we have heard his voice from the midst of fire and we have seen this day that God speaks with man and yet he still lives so God has been speaking with man hallelujah And then in Matthew 3, verse 16 and 17. And then it's talking about Jesus. It says, then Jesus, when he had been baptised, come up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and a lightning upon him. And suddenly, verse 17, and suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hallelujah. And so... From these scriptures, we can clearly see that God was speaking with man. Man was speaking with God. Um, God wrote some of the Ten Commandments with the finger of God. Um, God wrote them. And we can see that, that Moses recorded um, the words that God had spoken. Hallelujah. And then in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, God used all the different apostles to write the different books in different periods of times, in different circumstances, in different situations, but he inspired them by the Holy Spirit to write the things that they wrote. And uh, some of the things going back then that, that the Bible was written on stone, it was written on clay, that it was written with a, a reed pen, and one of the things it was used, they used what was called papyrus, the earliest form of paper uh, taken from stems of reed. Um, Kodax, the writing material, which was folded, fastened together on one side, uh, a bit like our modern books, and it replaced the scroll in the second century. 
They use parchments of uh, skins from sheep and goats and it was cleaned and treated so as it could be written upon. And then they had scribes, like a secretary, that were responsible for copying the manuscripts, uh, making copies of the scriptures so that they would count the, the lines and the numbers to compare them with the original text to make sure it was accurate. Hallelujah. So that they didn't want to make any mistakes with the word of God. Hallelujah. So I hope um, you've been blessed and that you've uh, take to heart um, in this short period of time um, these scriptures and look at them and, um, uh, and, and go and make, uh, you know, as I said, there's a lot to uh, this subject of the Bible. It's, it's a vast, deep, wide subject. So we've just looked really at a few of the main important scriptures to do with his word and how it came to pass and how God used people to write the word, to speak the word and use them by the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.